with Secretary Mnuchin. I mean, what deal can we have, Crazy Nancy? I'm sorry, I, that, that was the president. I, I, I have such reverence for the office, I would never use that term. But it is but you hard, just did. isn't it? Oh, come <laughs> but on. you just did. You know what I mean. How do, you know what I mean. <laughs> How do you accidentally <laughs> say Crazy Nancy to Nancy Pelosi's face? Was, it wasn't an accident. He was quoting the president. Right. Kind of trying to set the scene for... He was just talking too fast? I mean, because it certainly didn't come off that way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He was just trying to make the point that how do you negotiate with the president calling you crazy Nancy? That reminds me, remember when that <laughs> internet lady got so mad at me? I became the target of online hate at one point. Because um, I, was, I was making a point about how the internet is both a, a great asset and, and so ugly. I mean, people are are Googling or searching on your name nude. And she just took great offense to me saying that. I said, you totally misunderstood. Oh, never mind. Crazy Nancy. But besides, she's not crazy. She's evil. She's perfectly rational. So Trump tweeted about that. Jim, you didn't make a mistake. That's Jim Cramer on his show uh, on uh, CNBC. Whatever. C- I think I that's ne- right. I never yep. watch CNBC. That's uh, the financial part of Rarely. NBC. Anyway. Um, I saw some social media, you know, he needs to be fired, canceling stuff on Twitter yesterday because he wouldn't have talked that way to a man and it's because she's a woman and CNBC has a history of being anti-woman and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Trump tweeted out, Jim, you didn't make a mistake. It's true. And that's why you said it. No pandering! Exclamation point. Yes. Come on. (laughs) Jim Cramer went on to apologize. He has great respect for the office and the woman. So there you go. All right. <laughs> Am I supposed to care about this for I, five minutes? Or I don't know. What? I just, him calling her crazy, I thought was kind of funny. And then her laughing about it. People tweeting. She was trying to decide whether to laugh or be mad. She was calculating how she ought to react. If you see the video. Miller Lite has launched the first ever beer cantena for football season. A beer cantena? Why, that sounds like a combination of the words can and antenna. <laughs> You got it right there, Joe. That's, uh, Can't get one past me. So you can drink a beer and listen to the football game? Is that the way it works? I think it's something you you can pick up the broadcast channels if you're a cord cutter and you can't get the football games yet. I think it's I think it's like a tinfoil, like rabbit ears antenna sort of thing. But made of beer cans? Yeah, yeah. Just going through my news stories quickly to get them <laughs> off my uh, plate here. The From- antenna is done. What? From the very brief description I read of it, I think it, it it was pitched as a beer I can drink, and then when I'm done with it, instead of throwing the can away, I can turn that into my my cantena. Okay. Somebody's going to get electrocuted. That's what's going to happen there. <laughs> Certainly hope so. Orcas are acting crazy off of Spain. Oh, yeah, I read about this. They're fighting back. Yeah, apparently they've had enough of us. Boaters say hard-hitting whales have spun their vessels up to 180 degrees and caused extensive damage. Orcas were ramming the keel of some 48-foot boat. Uh, I've never seen anything like this. So the whales are mad, and now they're news. Who can blame them? Um, and the Columbia Marching Band has disbanded itself. <laughs> when you stop an organization that is a band, is it disbanding? 
I guess you are. Clearly is. We've disbanded. Yes. I'm, I'm quitting, so I guess we've disbanded. <laughs> yeah. The Beatles disbanded in 1969. I mean, this has been a problem across the country with a number of universities where apparently the uh, the, the the culture at the marching band was pretty uh, pretty wild. Yeah. Okay, it's college. Mostly in a way that's fine. Yeah, it, it's college. Drinking and sex and that sort of stuff and just that culture, and maybe you think it's awful. I don't know, but the whole idea of doing away with the band like they did at the university near me. They just did away with it. Yeah. Legendary band, party band, whatever, and they just did away with it as opposed to, hey, knock it off. A couple of nasty incidents and then innocent uh, tomfoolery being portrayed as nasty and unacceptable by the idiot uh, administration that's simultaneously indoctrinating the kids into Marxism. Uh, and, yeah, they, they just there's politically incorrect stuff that happens. If I'd fully known that, I'd have joined the band. Yeah, I didn't know marching band School. was that crazy in college. I'd have practiced more. Um, and taking a hit on the bills, this graph from USA Today. U.S. adults who say they've been unable to pay a bill because of COVID and broke it down by race. But 20% of white people have not been able to pay a bill because of COVID. 40% of Hispanic people and almost half of black people. Mm. Uh, always you have to, because I've done this myself. You see, money is fungible. If you, uh, you know, bought this or that or did this or that, and then you can't pay the bill at the end of the month, is it because of, what is it because of? Right, right. It's the whole... If you hadn't gone out to eat those two times, if you hadn't ordered a pizza, whatever you did. Right, right. It's the whole proximal or whatever cause thing. Well, you know, uh, the one reason I would be much more forgiving um, than my attitude about these things usually... Uh, is is spelled out quite beautifully for, by another email we got from Kevin. Um, just wanted to inform you that today, September 16th, marks six months of lockdowns where I live. Six months. March 16th at San Francisco, along with surrounding counties in the San Francisco Bay Area, took the bold step to issue a shelter-in-place order to counter the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic. I'd almost forgotten that term, shelter-in-place. The first in the country, which set up a chain reaction of lockdowns across the state and the entire U.S. Recall that in the following weeks, California set up 15 emergency hospitals, and the U.S. Navy sent a medical ship to the harbor, all to deal with the overflowing waves of hospitalizations and deaths which never came. None of the emergency hospitals were needed. The U.S. Navy ship Mercy left L.A. Harbor after treating just 77 patients. Um, in uh, nearby Sacramento, California, they took over the old basketball arena, turned it into an emergency hospital. I think it had two patients, and they only put those patients yeah. there so nobody could say they had zero patients. Right. Now, m- making mistakes early on, I think we all are, are pretty understanding of that because nobody's quite sure what we were dealing with. But getting back to Kevin's email. We spent 15, then 30 days to slow the spread. Then we stayed at home to flatten the curve. Months went by as we watched the virus ebb and flow, and our government barely changed their tune. The common response to a request to end the lockdown was, wait two weeks. In July, a surge did occur, mostly in Southern California, in counties which never began reopening to a substantial degree. The surge subsided in August. But as evidenced by hospitalizations subsiding, in a similar fashion in Arizona, Texas, and Florida, lockdowns weren't the cause and therefore haven't worked. Yet what are we doing today? Our schools are closed. Our businesses are boarded up. Millions remain unemployed. The impacts to public health from suicide, strokes, heart attacks, cancers, and overdue checkups are only beginning to be felt. Now in September, again, six months, San Francisco isn't letting up, but it is is instead locking down harder. A new revised shelter-in-place order uh, mandates a 14-day quarantine after close contact with a COVID-positive person, even after a negative test. 
Oh, wow. And, and the city's gone as far as to urge all residents to quarantine for two weeks if they so much as leave the Bay Area. Will this madness ever stop? It's been six months. The lockdown hasn't worked. If you leave the Bay Area and come back, you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, exactly. That is completely unrealistic. Yeah, please. Two months ago, the story was we needed to crush the virus like Europe, but European countries now are hitting records for new cases. We can't all hide in our basements until the vaccine arrives, if it ever does. It's past time we learn to live and cope in a world where the virus is present. Anyway, Owen, too, writes uh, fabulous regular correspondent Kevin. Yeah, well, we've talked about this a lot. There's plenty of evidence that would show you. Well, there's not evidence that shows you that the lockdowns and opens up opening ups have much to do with anything. Right. Well, and as Dr. Scott Atlas pointed out, even if they had, what you have to figure out is were the costs of the shutdown, health costs, financial costs, all the costs we were just talking about, were they worth it? Did they buy you something worth that enormous cost? The fact that San Francisco is is cracking down even more is just astonishing to me. Uh, And uh, like you made when we were talking to Michael Savage earlier. The point you made, you can't believe people are just going along with this. How long will people go along with it? I don't know. I don't know. It's a hell of an experiment. I mean, as an individual store owner, I realize it's really difficult because you get fined. and I guess political will will build up over time. At what point is it going to be, okay, that's it? I thought that point was a month ago or two months ago or three months ago. We're six months in. At some point, we got to say, okay, that's that's long enough. Yep. At We're living with ma- it. At the year mark, do we say, okay, everything's open now? Which is just wear a mask, wash your hands. Right. But everything's you, open now. You don't want to go to the store? Don't. You don't want to be a teacher anymore because the COVID is part of a reality? Don't. But we're living our lives. I feel like we're getting close to that. Although, you know, as we've pointed out many times, the Founding Fathers, they designed the system so you couldn't get what you want because people want a king. People want to be uh, governed. Or they want to be subjects. They don't want to be citizens. And I'm not I'm not talking to you folks. Sorry to sound like Elvis. How many of you have seen Blue Hawaii? Uh, the, sh- the mass people are sheeple. They'll put up with anything. They'll do what they're told. Okay, well, that's you know that's fine for other individuals, but it's you know it's hurting everybody. The schools, the businesses, the economy. Everybody. Right, right. Well, fight it, you know. Fight it. Fight it best you can. Mm. Frustrating. It is frustrating. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't want to talk about any of these things. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I should have. Well, I got to do this tomorrow. Um, I was about to do a great story about a city we, we went off the air on in, okay. uh, uh, at the uh, top of the hour. So maybe we'll do that for tomorrow. Oh, clothing company with an incredibly political and obscene new label they're putting on their clothes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nuts. Will the madness never end? Well, it won't end until after the next segment anyway. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Free. 
It's the end of one of rap's royal couples. Cardi B and her husband Offset are getting divorced. The WAP rapper filed papers in Atlanta saying the marriage is, quote, irretrievably broken and there are no prospects for a reconciliation. She's asking for custody of their two-year-old daughter, Culture. Cardi and Offset were married just shy of three years. Hmm. What's her husband's name? Culture Matters. Offset is his stage name. He is one of the rapper's Migos. I know, Jack, you're a big Migos Mm. fan. So she's taking her WAP somewhere else. Okay. Indeed. I see. Taking Um, your talents to Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Set, Ms. B. Uh, Ian Bremmer tweeted this out. I thought this was pretty good. Most meetings should be Zooms. Most Zooms should be phone calls. Most phone calls should be texts. (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, the only thing, I disagree with that last part. I, I've been led to this by my 20-year-old who's about to turn 21. God help us. Um, <laughs> quit texting. Pick up the phone. Call. Call me. Yeah, it's easy to get into a text conversation that very quickly it would have been better for everybody if it was a phone call. Yeah. If it's more than certainly two texts each, it's ridiculous. Along with the lack of, of nuance and subtlety that comes with texting. Right. Um, it's difficult. Right. Uh, Ian Bremer also tweeted this out. This is a Pew study, and I find this troubling, and I wish I knew. Well, I'll read it first. Percentage of the population that have a favorable view of the U.S. And it's low pretty much everywhere. Belgium, 24. Germany, 26. Only 26% of Germans have a favorable view of the United States. Wow. 31% in France. 33% Sweden. Australia, 33. Denmark, 33. Australia, there are buds. Canada, 35. Spain, 40. UK, 41. Japan, 41. Italy, 45. There you go, Italy. Land of my birth. South Korea is the only one that's a pretty high number at 59. I'd actually like to look it up. Is there a number for China? What's the favorable view of China? What does the government want me to say is the answer. Well, not what China thinks of us. What what all these countries think of China. What's the approval rating in all these countries for China? If it's anywhere close to the same as the United States, then you all are nuts. Yeah. Because we're the only thing to keep you from getting run over by China very soon. Yeah. You know what bothers me about all those countries you named? Too many foreigners. A lot of foreigners. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't understand anything they say. <laughs> Food is weird. They use kilometers. I'm hurt by Australia, especially. Come on. We're, we're as close as allies can be. We're standing with you against China. Well, it it's because all media worldwide yep. is of a particular bent. Including, uh, they think they're enlightened by tearing down uh, the U.S. of A. And it's uh, probably pretty Trump-heavy. Yeah, I was wondering how much of this is a reflection on our country as a whole, and how much are they just answering, do we like the guy in charge right now? Well, how stupid of it is to have your opinion of the United States' role in the world just based on Donald Trump. It's pretty short-sighted. Yes, but I would also say it's probably pretty common at the moment. Oh, no, I think it's probably very common. Jack, if you were to impose a toll on uh, the RAS, it's a fish, it would be a RAS toll. And the word we're about to discuss rhymes with RAS toll. Patagonia, the clothing company, has added to the back of the tags on these shorts they're selling, vote the blank holes out. They spell it out completely. They've added it to the tag of their... You'll love this. Uh, They've added it to the tags of their men's and women's road to regenerative organic stand-up shorts. I don't know what those words meant. (laughs) Stand-up shorts? I ask if anybody in from out of town? (laughs) (laughs) 
Any special gatherings going on? Hmm? So I woke mm-hmm. up today, my zipper was stuck. I haven't seen a crowd like this since name local suburb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got your gear company, Patagonia, concealed that political statement against climate change deniers. Vote the bass holes out, reads the message. They were added to our 2020 men's and women's road to regenerative organic stand-up shorts because we've been standing up to climate deniers for almost as long as we've been making these shorts, said Tessa Byers, a spokesperson for the Ventura, California-based clothing and gear maker. Good for them. It refers to politicians from any party who deny or disregard the climate crisis and ignore science. How about fetal development? How do you feel about that science? Ooh, that's, that's, that's always like a good that one. Science? That's always a good one uh, when you're going to start talking about science. Yeah, hmm. not because they aren't aware of it, because but because their pockets aligned with money from oil and gas interests. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, you know, all those uh, green companies that everybody got rich on during the um, administration, including many of the, the White House's cronies. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I looked up the approval ratings for China across the world. I can hit uh, hit you with those because that's pretty interesting. We're we're very soon. We're we're already there. But the world is about to wake up to the idea that there are two uh, poles, and you can either be uh, leaning toward or in support of the U.S. pole or the China pole. But mm. the, the, you don't get a choice. I mean, it's one or the other because it's a dead on battle for uh, for freedom in the world. I mean, that's where we are. The poles don't get a pole. You're going to be. Um, I probably should have used a different word. Um, well, I get it. That's a good poli-sci word. Yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of poli-sci, I happen to study that at a Big Ten university, which has changed its mind about having football this fall. Oh, really? Yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. Ah, the Mandalorian is coming back. You know, there's a lot of gals who talk like that in the movies, but I almost never run into one in real life. (laughs) Play the beginning of that again. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order. Yeah. The doctor is running slightly late this afternoon, but he will see you within a half hour. Yeah, if you watch The Mandalorian or Thor or anything like that, yes. all the women talk that way all the time. It is interesting. So I hit you just a little bit ago about... Uh, we have no rutabagas out, but I can check the stock in the back of the store. <laughs> Sorry, what? Um, the Mandalorian, yes, Judy and I binged it. The special this weekend is the fish. <laughs> People are saying <laughs> it's very good. Um, I mentioned there's a pew. Where's the John? This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, That's what I was going for. So a Pew poll out, uh, our approval rating in other countries, and most countries don't think much of us. 
And uh, we're wondering how much of that is just Trump-related, which is a stupid way to look at whether or not you think we're a good country. Well, and bad stuff makes the news. Uh, uh, They had a lovely day in Australia today. It's not news. It's wildfires and and abuse of aborigines or whatever. I'm sure they only hear about bad stuff that happens here. All of Europe, Australia, all these different countries that have a um, a less than, you know, their their approval of the United States is in like the 20s, 30s, or 40s, which is really crazy because we're the only thing that keeps the world order going at all. It's a kick in the koalas. And I was just wondering, what's the approval rating for China, which is hell-bent on taking over the world and making us all live, um, uh, well, lives of of no freedom? Uh, They'll decide what you do for a living. They'll decide how many babies you have. They'll decide where you live. All of that will be decided by China. And they are, according to our our own FBI director, and it's absolutely true, they're hell-bent on taking over the world and make everybody live like they live. Like slaves. Come on, China! Um, so this is a little bit old. I'm thinking that these numbers would be lower now because the coronavirus brought a lot of China's malfeasance to people's attention. But as of December, um, the approval rating for uh, China was, um, you know, not much different than the United States in most countries. Oh, for goodness Like sakes. it's in the 30s and 40s. Oh, that's horrific. It is horrific. Now, I got to believe those numbers have moved a lot, particularly because the way it's plummeted in the United States since the coronavirus. Um, you know, it just it got a lot of attention uh, all the way around in all, all kinds of different ways. As recently as 2017, it was 50 50, the approval rating for China in the United States. Uh, 50% approve, 50% don't approve of China. And it has plummeted since then. That's thank good. God. Yeah. Because that's reality. It is now. 26% favorability rating for China and the United States. That is really something. How can it possibly be that high? People like Chinese food and they've heard it's pretty there or something? I don't I don't know. They like Jackie Chan movies? I don't know. Um, but some of these Everything numbers... Everything I own is made there. That might have something to yeah, do with it. Yeah, uh, and it's all crappy, um, except for my iPhone. Um, I, I was happy to see these numbers. Americans see U.S. as a global leader and have major doubts about China. What percentage say it's better for the world if the United States is the world's leading power? 91% of Americans say it's better for the world if we're the world's leading power. Wow. I'm very happy to see that. Yeah, that's great. Boy, that runs counter to a lot of the media narratives. Hell yeah. Um, percentage you think it's great that the United States is the world's leading military power. 83% of Americans believe that. That's great. Yeah, I wish it were higher, but... Um, economic power, 59%. Have no confidence in President Xi, 71%. Have an unfavorable view of China. As I said, it's uh, 66%, only 20-some percent of a favorable view. And uh, think that China's power and influence is a major threat. 62% of Americans think that now, and that will be growing. And as uh, we've pointed out, both presidential candidates are trying to out-hawk each other on China right now. The downside, well, that's reality. The down, they're dealing with reality. The downside of this is it means you're, the two countries are probably screaming toward war, and there's nothing you can do about it. When the whole country thinks that uh, you know China's evil, and both parties think, oh yeah, I hate China more than you do. No, you don't. I hate China more. I mean, when when that's where you are, it's uh, well, and China has a hundred or thousand year plan to subjugate right. the world. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, we will bump heads on some levels. Sure. Okay, yeah. 
So uh, Saturday, there I was on the elliptical, trying to in vain to lose some of the poundage I've gained. God, good for you! I gotta, I gotta do that. Between my kids getting a little bit older and getting into video games and the smoke in the air, I've gotten. I just realized yesterday that I've gotten like zero exercise in the last I don't know how many weeks. Yeah. I don't know if I've gone this many weeks in my life. Without exercise. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. Elliptical, I need to do that. You do it every day? Seven days a week right now. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, uh, I have to. If my weight gets too high, my blood pressure gets too high. So anyway, um, so uh, there I am and uh, flipping around the channels uh, and uh, there's college football on. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's college football now. That's right. They're playing. I happen to go to a Big Ten school and uh, I remember, oh, that's right. My scaredy baby conference isn't playing football. Scaredy baby conference. Now, there is some concern about young people getting the COVID and having that heart inflammation thing. Although, as I watched the game, I thought, boy, the conferences, because a couple of the big conferences, including the Big Ten, which inexplicably has 12 12 teams in it, um, and what was the other big one? Was it the SEC? Yeah, oh yeah. The SEC said they're not playing. Yeah, 13 of the last 14 college football champions are not playing right right wow that's amazing uh so as i was watching i was thinking boy those conferences that aren't playing have to feel like idiots right now because the games are going on and you know these conferences have seen fit to play they've got to be losing confidence in their their decision the nfl's playing and sure enough the big 10 just announced big 10 football is back all teams to participate Whoa. Thank you to the players, coaches, parents, and all school representatives. Have a fantastic season. Oh, what? that's uh, the, the president tweeting that. Sorry. Um, back in August on the 11th, the the schools voted 11-3 to three to postpone the season. Are there 14 now? <laughs> How's that the Big Ten? Your math is getting more muddled here in the Big Ten. Yeah, I know it. They um, voted, thir- what is it? 11-3. to 11-3 to three in the Big Ten to yeah. have football. Well, I knew there were 10 schools. There must be 14 now. But, um... On so on August 11th they said 11 to three got to postpone. Tuesday they voted again unanimous to bring it back. Wow, that's our brave leaders. It's based on science. The science. We're going to go with the science, the, science <laughs> and the dad and the doctors. <laughs> what what changed their minds? Nobody's saying. Other player people are playing. Why aren't we playing? Um, and now there's the gazillions a- of dollars at stake, right? The AP is saying. It came about in part because of the availability of daily rapid response COVID-19 tests, which weren't available at the time of the first vote. God, how much money is at stake in so many different ways? Because a home game in these big college towns. Well, there's going to be no crowd. That's right. No no crowd. Yeah. There's TV difference. Yeah. But there's still, yeah, the TV advertising is huge. And when there are crowds again, if you lose your luster as a football program, Makes it harder to recruit. The rest of it, it could be, you know, catastrophic uh, loss of of revenue to your Hmm. giant, bloated, unnecessarily expensive Marxist teaching university. Still be a hell of a lot of uh, ordered out pizzas and six packs at the store and just stuff like that. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I loved football Saturdays going to school. Just loved them. And... None of my kids really supported their teams at the school. They didn't have that gung-ho, go fighting Wildcats or whatever. <laughs> they just they didn't care. It was weird to me. I was bummed. Fighting Wildcats. That was a nice kind of tribal thing. Go fighting Wildcats. Beat the fighting bears. You know? Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. 
<sighs> um, so, but I feel like that should happen with opening up businesses. Kind of a similar, like, immediate change of heart. Yeah, let's all be open again. Okay. And just, like, immediately. Yes. Here, here. Daily rapid testing. Listen, that's fine and it's good because, as, as I tweeted over the weekend, it is borderline hilarious that they're telling the baseball players don't high-five. Meanwhile, on the football field, they're face-to-face engaged in hand-to-hand combat. Hell yeah, you're checking the guy's oil. For the, <laughs> That's got to be rare. Is that why you got cut from the football team? <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be at least 15 yards, maybe 20. But how hilarious. The baseball players can't high-five. Meanwhile, you got two behemoths literally face mask to face mask. <laughs> For the whole game. Are those the noises you make? Oh, those, those are just some of the noises. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, and we got to finish strong next segment. Take a deep breath. Get in the three-point stance. We'll be ready to go. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, if you like this sort of thing, Joy Reid is having Michael Cohen on her cable show today. So uh, I don't think I would like that sort of thing. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> I think it would be like a mosquito in my ear. <laughs> so the lady you're about to hear, like my sister, is a kindergarten teacher. The number. I see Brynn is holding up two and two. That will also make four. I see four and zero. That is four. What kind of pictures do we see over on our number four? Can you raise your hand? What's a picture that you see over here on our number four? Grayson, go ahead and turn your microphone on for me. What kind of picture do we see? Hmm. Mike issues because kindergartner <laughs> right can you get your microphone on so we can hear you probably not i'm five yeah what's a picture that you see grayson for some reason it wasn't working oh but do you have it working now it sounds like i can hear you yeah so uh, what's a picture that you see i see uh classic kids oh my goodness and finally, we get a very, very simple bit of information conveyed. Hooray, hooray. All the other kids have lost interest. She's lost them. God bless her for trying. Yeah. She is doing everything. She like. I have so much respect for this teacher trying to make the best of it, but I, I, I don't see how kindergartners are expected to do anything meaningful. The only meaningful... That- I've had two kindergartners. The only meaningful thing that happens in kindergarten is you hang out with a whole bunch of other kids and learn how the whole interaction of human beings thing works. Yeah. And that has all been eliminated, which is just heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, I would be... Uh, well, our producer well, Hanson's in that situation. Just the your kid is so excited about kindergarten. And all the stuff they're excited about, they can't get through Zoom. Well, they can't be in class because there's zero risk to them. Yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah. And you, you don't ever get that back again. There's not another chance to be a five-year-old in Duke Kindergarten. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, there's stuff, there's obviously stuff that sucks about the Zoom classes for, well, for my fifth grader or any older sure. age, but that's a completely different thing. It's the education is harder and all that. And there's still the friend stuff, but mm-hmm. oh my God, those kindergarten years where you're all in a class together and singing the song and just that stuff. Oh. Well, and there are reasons that it happens at that age, too. It's because you're, you're pliable enough to really, really learn quickly. Especially the social interaction stuff. and The, the pl- plasticity of a child's mind is just astonishing. How quickly they can learn. The amount of information they can take in and memorize. Um, even accidentally. And yeah, you're missing that. So it, it's not as simple as, you know, if, if I don't mow the lawn today, I'll mow it tomorrow. It'll be slightly right. longer. It's not like that. No, kids. no, not at all. And yeah, it's just awful. Awful, awful, awful. Yeah. Yep. And you better have, you should have, we don't have, you should have a really, really damn good reason why those kids can't be in class. And you don't. Well, you do. I agree with the Wall Street Journal's editorial board. The teachers' unions have forced this to happen. Yep. To their benefit. Not because it's what's good for the kids. No. Or because it's the the healthiest, the healthiest thing to do in the overall picture of health, mental and everything else. No, that's not it. Nope. Oh, it's so upsetting. Yep. Love teachers. Can't stand the teachers' unions. Anyway, oh, speaking of idiotic decisions made at schools, two high school football players in Ohio, one the son of a cop, the other the son of a firefighter, carried first responder flags onto the field before their game September 11th to honor the fallen heroes who died in the attacks 19 years ago, then were suspended because they were unauthorized flags. The pay- They brought a thin blue line and thin red line flag with them leading another teammate who carried an American flag. Their request for permission to carry the flags had been denied by district officials, but they did it anyway. So they found themselves suspended from the team. Then, virtually every man, woman, and child, and pet in America reacted with horror and anger, and then, uh, we'll reinstate them. Sorry. Jackasses. Yeah, I know it. Not the kids. Good for them for ignoring the denial. Yeah. Yeah, honoring first responders on a 9/11 anniversary. Now we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do that. <laughs> According to the Marshall Project, those who fly the thin blue line flag have said it stands for solidarity and solidarity and professional pride within a dangerous, difficult profession and a solemn tribute to fallen police officers. Correct, but it's also been flown by white supremacists appearing next to Confederate flags at the Unite the Right. Blah blah blah. It's like eliminating black boots because Nazis wore them. Right. Right. Hello, Nancy Pelosi here with my seven to nine frightened grandchildren. I had to buy them all fidget spinners and a big bag of Werther's butterscotch candies. Now, final thoughts. Crazy Nancy there. Did you hear a guy pooing on her driveway? It's a protest. I did hear that. Yeah. It's free speech. These are odd times. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He presses the buttons in the control room. Michael, what's your final thought? Yeah, I recently dropped Netflix because they didn't have WKRP in Cincinnati. (laughs) But I'm going to resubscribe and watch The Social Dilemma. Then I'll tweet about it. Excellent. Positive Sean, a final thought for us. Yeah, it got me excited with the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer, but it's still like six weeks away. It's not coming out until the end of October. What? Too too soon with the trailer. Too soon. If you're going to tease me for something, it better be on like tonight, maybe tomorrow night. (laughs) But that's it. Jack, a final thought you'd like to share with the folks? Well, I got a new thing to worry about as we're getting texts from people who've had their homeowner's insurance canceled or tripled or quadrupled. 
because of fire scare around western United States, making it impossible to afford to live in your home. Oof. Yeah, my final thought is related in that the air quality is finally improving after weeks where I live, and I have not breathed for now 17 consecutive days. I have a uh, liquid oxygen tube running into the femoral artery. Wow. Leg. Cool. That's right. Really, I think it's the record. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I uh, had a rogue doctor. I went to Tijuana and had a uh, rogue doctor design the system. It's worked beautifully. But now the terrible smoke is cruising across the United States. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw a satellite uh, thing. They're like choking on California smoke in Cleveland. That's amazing. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of good stuff there. A brand new Armstrong and Getty Extra Large podcast featuring our conversation with Michael Savage. It is entitled Sheeple, Mooks, and Scammers. Mook? What yeah, is a yeah, mook. mook. Uh, all our podcasts are there. All sorts of good stuff. He called Bernie Sanders a mook. Can you say that on the air? I don't know what that means. I wish you'd stop saying it. Just in case. <laughs> Oh, that's a good old New York insult, you mook. A stupid or incompetent person as the definition. Okay, I guess you can say it. I'm going to start throwing it around today. You should. Oh, you mooks, get out of my way. There you go. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not... Uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? What deal can we have, uh, Crazy Nancy? I'm sorry, I, that, that was the president. <laughs>